Well, good morning, church. How are we? Hey, listen, two things as we get started this morning. Uh, This past Sunday, so August 26th, we held our Congregational Council meeting, and with a vote of 96% affirmation, we have decided as a church to move forward on renovating and expanding our children's ministry wing, adding adult faith formation space, and also increasing our building's accessibility. If you did not get the email that talked about that, gave details and next steps, if you did not get that email this week, there are hard copies of that out at our welcome desk, and I would invite you to pick one of those up. The second thing that I want to share with you is interest groups. So interest groups are gatherings of people coming together around a shared interest and provide a way for you to connect with our Mannheim BIC family and beyond. And if you would like to look at the groups that we'll be running from from October to December of this year, there's actually an announcement in your bulletin that will direct you to our website for the full listing of those groups, group descriptions, and also host uh, contact information is there as well. So we have been in this series that we are calling Encounters with King Jesus, and we're going to get back to that series next week. This morning being a holiday weekend, we're going to take the opportunity to do something just a little bit different. So far this year, we have sent out something like eight different teams, really, that have gone out to our world, our country, our state, and our town. And as these groups have gone out, and most have gone out this summer, but as these groups have gone out, we have called them up front. We asked them to give us a snapshot of what they would be doing, um, how we could pray for them while they were away. And we actually then prayed for them, laid hands on them, and commissioned them out. And we do this because it is who we are as a church. It is who we are called to be. And so this morning, we're going to have these teams come back and share a highlight or two with us, some pictures of their time away. And in these next couple of weeks, we're going to finish this this focus on our King, on King Jesus. And we're next going to go to look at the kingdom, which is the reign and the rule of Christ, and how that is meant to play out in our everyday lives. And one of the clearest pictures that we have of this, of what that kingdom reality is supposed to look like in our lives comes to us out of Matthew chapters 5 and 6 and 7. And it's in Matthew 5 that we see this. You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So we're going to explore these verses in detail in a couple of weeks. But for our purposes today, I want you to see that it is our kingdom call. That call that comes to us, to you, to I, to our church. That call is to be salt and light to the world around us. In other words, to live in a way that flavors and lights up the world around us. And one of the ways that we do that as a church is by sending out these short-term teams. One of our church's vision points is this. We encourage and equip our MBIC family in their missionary identities. 
And one of the ways that we do that, one of the ways that, that we encourage and we equip you is by inviting you into these trips and into these opportunities. We are called to be salt and light in, in the midst of our families and our neighborhoods and our jobs and our schools, but also in these places where we go, these places that we send these teams, these places that, that, that we go to share Christ's love. And so this morning is an opportunity for these teams to share, to again give us highlights and some pictures of what they experienced as, as they got to be a part of what God is doing outside of these four walls. And, to, and so to share with us first this morning, we have our team that went to Philadelphia. Well, good morning, uh, Pastor Corby. Uh, it was a privilege to lead our team of youth to uh, North Philly. We, we partner with uh, Urban Hope Discipleship Center uh, in, on East Tioga Street, which is North Philly. Uh, it's pretty uh, uh, cultural shock for some of the students. Uh, it's definitely uh, uh, an area of Philly that uh, many would be, maybe would feel uncomfortable going to, but actually when we're there, we feel, we feel very safe. Uh, and, and the locals say we actually are safer than some of the others because they recognize the value of what Urban Hope's doing and the value that they bring to the neighborhood. So as we were there, uh, we had uh, 29 of us were on the team there in North Philly. And we partnered with uh, their week of VBS. And, and there's a, a video playing right now of the kids singing and dancing in, in VBS. And there was about 300 kids that participated in the VBS uh, we did the morning, which was probably about half of the kids, and then the after, another church did the afternoon, which was the other half of the kids. Uh, they did like north side and south side of the church. Uh, and so uh, the mornings were VBS, and afternoon we got all kinds of different experiences like uh, going to Kensington Ave and, and interacting with some homeless and doing some prayer walking. Uh, we uh, played in the park with some kids and, and just did a lot of uh, interacting with the neighborhood uh, and sh- sharing God's love with them. And the goal of Urban Hope is really to train teens to be able to take what they learn and do in North Philly and bring it back to their home and, and do it here as well. Uh, Olivia is going to share a little bit about what the trip means to her. Hi. Um, so this is actually my third time going on this trip. And something that has been super um, surprising to me is um, like the relationships that we have been able to build, not only within the church, but within the community. And uh, one of the highlights of this week in particular was running the kids camp. And uh, the kids that we were with the first week, um, they weren't really interested in coming, and it was kind of discouraging for us to not um, be able to bring anybody with us back to the church, but um, by the third day, they decided to come, and they had, like, this incredible energy, and were so excited to come, and um, it was incredible to see um, us build those relationships with them. Um, Something that has been super impactful for me is just getting over the fear of the city, and Um, everyone there that we talked to was super friendly and um, was really receptive to us sharing um, our beliefs. And it was just an incredible experience, and I highly recommend. (laughs) 
Thanks, Olivia. One highlight for me as well as I was thinking about is, is, is really neat as a youth pastor to see uh, students go into a setting like North Philly and, and walk up and down the streets and, and engage with kids or engage with adults uh, with the, the purpose and the intent to uh, share the love of Jesus, to pray with them. Uh, we were in South, uh, on South Street, which is a little bit of a nicer part of Philly, on Friday, and the teams were broken up into different groups, and they were just they were their goal was to go out and kind of ask questions and survey and it was pretty cool to see uh groups of boys and groups of girls interacting and coming around individuals and praying with them and, and just spending t- intentional time showing the love of Christ with them so uh it's pretty pretty cool uh, so thank you for your prayers uh we look forward to going back again next summer and continuing the relationships we have there uh i'm going to invite uh Guatemala to come next i believe and and share Good morning. I'm Greg Herr. I was a part of the uh, February group that went down to Guatemala. We send groups there uh, twice a year, um, and uh, Village of Hope does a tremendous job with, uh, with children that have been placed with them. Uh, most of them come from the court system, and all of them have been abused in some way or another. Um, and they just do a tremendous job putting these children into family groups. They have, they have a house set of house parents that function as a, as a normal family. The father actually goes to work during the day, comes home, and these children are placed in a family unit which they have never experienced in their lives before in most cases. Um, so what, uh, what we did there is uh, we were working on some of the buildings. We had a group that was painting. We had a group that was putting a floor in, um, the tile floor, which is what we see everywhere in that area. Um, the part that I was a part of was um, was building walls. We built some, uh, we f- we framed walls up, um, put a ceiling in, uh, hung drywall, and and uh, did a little electrical work. And um, that was in their school, which is uh, pretty much complete now. Um, they also have another building for uh, young mothers uh, with their children that they can uh, that they can stay. They can stay there. It's a better, it's a better environment than, than the, the regular home for mothers that have children with them. They try to keep the, mothers, uh, the children with the mothers if at all possible. Uh, we also built some school desks, which you see there. Um, those are, that's for the school, of course. And, um, yeah, they have uh, several projects coming up. Um, they're actually going to stick build a, a building, which is unusual there. Most of the buildings are built with uh, rebar and concrete. Um, but uh, if anyone would like to be a part of that, you can certainly uh, be a part of that trip uh, in, in uh, June this year. So um, thank you very much. Let's pray together as we take a pause uh, and get ready to worship with our offerings. God, these are stories uh, that bring us to life, that restore us uh, and energize us with the fact and the hope and the images of your work being done all over the place, all over the globe. Thank you for how you let us 
be a part of that and just be one degree away from it through the people, our very own, who we who we're able to send out and then can come back to us and report. So thank you for the work that's done uh, in the places where they go. Thank you for the work that's done in their hearts that we can uh, grow and be challenged and be refreshed as we hear about it. God, for Emily Shank and Taylor Hunsicker, um, we pray for them. It's about to send them out as they uh, travel the world, stopping off in different countries all over the globe to serve, to have your love flow through them, to learn and to grow in you. God, we send them with our prayer and our love and just put them into your care as they travel so many miles and be in so many different places. God, we thank you for our remix team of 7th and 8th graders who's gone out to serve people not far away in Juniata County, but strangers that they can love in the name of Jesus and that people who at the end of their week are not strangers anymore. So thank you, God, again, for the relationships that you build and forge through these experiences. God, we offer all this thanks up to you in the name of Jesus. We pray that the seeds that have been planted will continue to grow. Help us to know how we can best be a part of continuing to help them grow. And God, I pray that uh, you'll keep giving us new ideas, new initiatives, uh, and new motivation to keep planting and keep sowing and keep serving wherever we are. Thank you in Jesus' name as we give our gifts to you in worship now. Amen. So as we give uh, with our ushers coming forward, we're going to watch a video of that uh, remix trip with Tim's. So simple, faith like a child. I give you an inch and you take me. We're building a ramp. I feel the wind rush and the thunder roll. Two feet on the water, only one way to go. Yeah. I don't gotta be afraid no more, no. Cause I know you up through the storm. I'm more than just a talker. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a.
Hi. Hi, I'm Laura, and I was part of the team that went to Alaska with Lightshine Ministries from July 14th to the 23rd to serve at the World Eskimo and Indian Olympics, commonly called WIO. Our team of 13 people partnered with a group from YWAM, the YWAM base in Homer, Alaska, um, to serve in a wide variety of ways during the Olympics. So here you can see a picture of our group combined with the YWAM group. If I could have the second slide, please. We prepared... During the time we were there, we did many different things and served in many different ways. We prepared for the different events. Um, so these pictures represent two of the numerous ways that we prepared for different events. In um, the picture on the left, you can see Jean Gaiman working with one of the WIO board members to drill holes in a walrus skin blanket um, that is used for the blanket toss. Members of our team also oiled this blanket to prepare it for competition. And you'll, in another slide later on, you'll get to actually see that event and understand what that means. Um, in the second picture, you can see members. Oh, yeah, second picture, you can see members of our team greasing um, a pole that's used for the greased pole walk. And during that competition, it was their job to keep the pole greased with Crisco and bug and grass free, so that the athletes could shimmy across the pole to see how far that they could, how far they could get. Um, so the next set of slides, please. Okay. So we also assisted the athletes while they were competing in the different events. Um, these two pictures represent the numerous ways in which we assisted the athletes. Um, on the right is a picture of the actual blanket toss that I talked about, where they're using the walrus skin blanket. And what happens is during that time, members of our team, other volunteers from YWAM, um, members of the audience, all work as a unified force to gather around the edge of that blanket and pull the blanket. And when they pull on the blanket, it launches um, the athlete up into the air, and athletes actually can reach feats uh, can reach heights of up to 30 feet um, during that time and they work under the direction of a leader so that's the picture on the left you can see one of the competitors flying in the air they do all kinds of stuff when they're up there in the air um, so another in the picture on the left you can see Austin from our team working with some of the YWAM volunteers to help with an event called Drop the bomb. It's designed to test the athlete's ultimate strength. During this event, the athlete must hold the airplane position while being carried at a paced walk. This year, the athlete won the event by going 123 feet and 10 and a half inches. The following slide, please. Okay, we also assist the vendors. Members of the team used carts to transport items vendors were selling into, from their cars into the arena. They also manned vendors' stands when they needed to take a break. Um, in this picture, you can see Katie Fleck having her hair done by one of the vendors. She was asked to model the hair piece that this vendor was selling, um, and so she 
complied and modeled it for the week and did it happily. Um, during the week, members of the team bonded with officials, athletes, wheel board members, vendors, and, um, and other people that they served alongside. You can see Mark in the picture on the left participating in the head pool. He's just having fun trying out the event during a break between the morning, um, during the afternoon session and evening session. So it's difficult to sum up the wide variety of ways in which we are privileged to serve during the week. Um, however, I hope that these pictures help to give you a, um, a snapshot into some of the different things that we did. And if you ever want to talk to Mark and I, we could talk a long time about it. Um, we love the people of Alaska, and it's been an honor to serve at these games. Um, it's our prayer that Jesus' love showed through our words and actions during the week. So Carl Ginder also went with Light Shine, but a very different trip. I'm Carl Ginder, and I went to Alaska, to Willow, Alaska, in July. Uh, with a team of 11 people, eight of them my family members. It was a great time to be together and serve in that way. Uh, we went to the Alaska Dream Center, next slide, uh, which is located off the grid. Uh, they operate with generators, and uh, one of our tasks was to uh, keep those generators running. They have eight of them, and only three were working. When we left there, five of them were working. Also, um, we, we had somebody change the water pump on the van. We'd, we got into a lot of things that we uh, didn't expect, had no idea we'd be doing. Our main task was to uh, take that building on the right and turn it into staff housing. We had to put in a, a bathroom and a kitchen, run a water line from that center building, 120 feet, 8 feet deep. We didn't dig it by hand, no. And, uh, and, and put trim around the doors and windows. Next slide. Now, we could have gone down to Lowe's, I suppose, and gotten some trim, but this is Alaska. So you find some birch logs, run them through the sawmill. Uh, next slide. Uh, there's the guys learning how to run the sawmill. Jay Ball did that for three days, and if he goes back next year, I'm going to charge him double. He had too much fun. Uh, next slide. Then we take those boards down to the ladies who were sanding them and then uh, cut them to width and install them around the doors and windows. Uh, we also had a couple of people, including Lois Ball, uh, putting drywall schmutz on the drywall and finishing it. And um, I did some electrical work um, in, in that new kitchen. And... Um, the approach of the Dream Center, which is an addiction recovery center for women, there's also a men's center, we worked at the women's center, uh, is to replace the spirit of sin and separation from God with the spirit of Jesus Christ. And they've been very successful in doing that. They've had a men's program for 12 years. We were privileged to be there for the uh, graduation of the first class of women to go through the program. And um, that's really why we went. We didn't go to uh, put in uh, a bathroom and a kitchen. Next slide. I think I missed one there. Uh, next slide shows Nate down under the uh, floor putting in the plumbing. Uh, he had the hardest job, I think. And, um, uh, but the real reason that we go there is in the short video that uh, is coming up now. 
My name is Siobhan Firmoyle, and I I'm, have a week left to become a graduate of the Alaska Dream Center. Um, and I, I'm a Christian, but I have a history. I struggled with um, drugs and alcohol, mainly um, methamphetamine, methamphetamines. But um, the Lord, he's uh, restoring the relationship between me and my daughter. She's five years old. Um, next week, I'm going to graduate, uh, turn in my last homework, and I'm going to transition to UAA. And the Lord spoke to me through Jeremiah 29.11. To, he wants me to pursue a degree. He wants me to become a registered nurse. And so I'm going to transition into that in August next month. And I just wanted to share. Thank you so much. Well, it's great. Thanks for sharing. And, and this is the reason we come. It's why yeah. we all take a week and come up here to support the Dream Center, yes. to support you and uh, the ladies and the men living out there. Thanks so much for sharing. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I'm Bill Malone. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm representing the local <laughs> part of what we're uh, talking about this morning with the trips. Uh, the shirt I'm wearing, those of you that took part in it, the Mannheim Project, um, if at the last two weeks of July, you saw a number of people around the town wearing these. Um, that was the, the group of people. There were a, 11 churches that took part in doing house projects for people that live in Mannheim Central. And so the idea of it is that churches are serving our community in a variety of ways. And so we are doing something that's about as practical as it can be of helping people with projects around their homes. Um, again, 11 churches were part of it. On, on the total, there were about 150 projects that were completed during that two-week period of time. And when you think about it, that, that was a range of some very small things, but some very significant large projects. And so what we're doing is we are serving our community in probably the most practical ways that we can. Our team was comprised of over 40 volunteers, uh, but we also had our 56ers group. The 5th and 6th graders were taking part, as well as the employees of Hess Auction Group. Now, with some of the photos that you've seen up there, we did a variety of things. We did some painting. Um, did some outdoor work. The 56ers group uh, did a morning of work. If you remember that um, last week of July, it was a lot of rain, just like we've had this weekend. But we were able to get, amazingly, we were able to get a lot of work done, and it was great for the 56ers to be able to, to get stuff done on a Monday morning when it was just so, so wet. Did some porch roof replacement. You see the spouting up on the screen now that we'd done outdoor trimming, a whole variety of things. And again, the idea is that in the name of Jesus, we're serving our community in about as practical a way as is possible. So again, when you think of 150 projects, house projects being done around the town, that's, it's a significant sort of thing. This is the sixth year that it's been done, fifth year for us, and great way to be part of, of our community and to serve in that way. Now, I want to say one last thing. Um, because of the rain on Friday afternoon, only four weeks ago, we had significant rain and some flooding. Um, this seemed to have been worse. Those of you who are in Mannheim and Mount Joy, 
Um, a lot of you, I know, had water in your basements. So one of the things I want to say um, while I'm up front here is that if you would be willing to help out when we have these kind of events or even in the next couple of days, if you're able to help out, there might be still some people that would need stuff brought up out of their basements, that kind of thing. If you would be able to help out, drop me an email. You'll see my email on the back of the bulletin, but let me know about that. Some of you, I'm aware of what, what happened um, with your house. If you still need some help, again, the same thing. Let me know, and we will do what we can to be able to help out. Can't guarantee it, but we, we'd, again, in serving our community, this is right now when you get this much rain and the damage from flooding, we want to be able to help out. All right, thanks. Corby. Well, I also had the privilege of leading uh, our group to El Salvador. We've been going to Texas, Topeka, El Salvador for, uh, this was like the, I don't know, eighth or ninth time we were there. This is our group, uh, along with families and the people we kind of spend time with. And the beauty of, uh, of our trip there is, is, is like family. We go and we live there and we spend time and we do work. Uh, but the value is the relationships that we have that are ongoing. And, and I felt the best way to uh, express what this means to them is to have Pastor Tito share uh, a little bit about what it means to him to have our groups come. So we're going to show a video of uh, Pastor Tito sharing a little bit about uh, what it means to him. Un saludo a los hermanos en Cristo de la Iglesia de Pensilvania. Hello to our brothers in MNMBIC in Pennsylvania. Soy el pastor Tito, pastor de Iglesia Rema, El Salvador, Hermanos en Cristo. I am the pastor of the Rema Church in Texas, Tepeque, El Salvador. Eh, agradecerles eh, la colaboración que han tenido para con Iglesia Rema eh, durante casi siete, ocho años. And I want to thank, uh, thank you all for the collaboration that we've had with the church for seven, eight years. Eh, han sido momentos muy especiales, gratos eh, para mi familia, para la iglesia. Conocerles y trabajar con ustedes. And we've had great moments um, with the church, with the family, and I wanted to thank you for uh, all the special times. Hemos conocido diferentes pastores como Pastor Austin, Dustin, eh, Pastor eh, Brian, Pastor Corby, eh, muchos hermanos especiales como la familia de, 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 de Jeremy, eh, la familia de Brian Auer, eh, Clayton, eh, sus hijos. Eh, muchas personas que han, han impactado nuestras vidas, nuestros corazones. And, and throughout the time we've been able to meet various pastors, like Pastor Dustin, Pastor Brian, Pastor Corby, and we've also been able to get to know different families, uh, like Jeremy's family, my family, uh, the family of Brian Auer, the family of Clay Good. Aunque en lo personal he tenido momentos duros, difíciles en mi vida como pastor, Eh, como padre de familia, momentos en los cuales quizás me he sentido agobiado por los problemas. And, and personally, I've, even through all that, personally, I've had uh, challenges with, through our family, through having personal difficulties that, that we've gone through together. Momentos quizás en los cuales he pensado, ha pasado por mi mente, mi corazón, quizás cambiar de, eh, de profesión. No seguir pastoreando, pero eh, Dios me ha alentado muchas veces por los hermanos en Cristo de Pensilvania. Y yo me he sentido respaldado, apoyado, acuerpado, ¿sí? Y bendecido por ustedes. 
and various times throughout these personal challenges I've even had thoughts of, of changing careers and not, no longer being a pastor. But I've felt supported by, by the church family from NMBIC um, as, as if we're all together and they help me, they inspire me to continue on. Eh, lo que puedo decirles referente a la experiencia con ustedes en el trabajo, eh, ustedes generan en la, en la, en la comunidad Cante Existepeque un impacto eh, porque ustedes dejan sus familias, dejan su país para venir a ayudarnos a trabajar en la construcción hasta este momento y eso ha generado un impacto en nuestras vidas. And one thing that I can say is that um, the fact that you come from Mannheim all the way to Texas Tepeque has created an impact in, in the community. Um, it's because it's impressive that uh, people come from so far to work together and work on our church. Eh, esperamos que no sea solo eh, una relación de trabajo, de construcción, sino que queremos seguir manteniendo una relación eh, en lo espiritual, en la amistad, eh, que el contacto, que el trabajo siga eh, de la iglesia de Pensilvania con iglesia Rema Texistepeque. And we hope that this will not only be a relationship with through construction, but also a friendship and a spiritual connection as well. And that it serves as a connection between the two churches and uh, we'll continue with our church, our Rema Church in Texistepeque. Yo les hago un llamado. Eh, la comunidad en Texistepeque es una comunidad bastante sana, eh, tranquila, eh, pero muy necesitada tanto de la palabra de Dios como otras áreas. Donde seguir trabajando en lo espiritual, en lo material, hay lugar donde seguir trabajando. El llamado es a que ustedes sigan apoyando Iglesia Rema en Texistepeque. I want to send out a call to the, to the Menham community to to continue supporting the Texas Tepeque community because and it is a very healthy community, but it's also very much in need to, of hearing the word of God. Um, so we want this connection to continue. Así que cuando ustedes gusten, ustedes pueden venir cuando quieran. Si es posible, lo más pronto posible, eh, la próxima semana, nosotros lo recibimos. So anytime, anytime you want to, you can come. You're always welcome. And you can come as soon as you want. You can come next week if you want. You're always welcome here. You know, the reason that we do this, that we take time out to show you the impact of all these teams is because if you're here doing the Sunday morning thing, you may or may not know about the many, many, many touch points that we have around the world, in our country, in our state, in our town, where we get to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. And so I want to wrap this morning up with an invitation out to you. The teams that we send out, we do this because it is our call. It is our call as followers of Christ. And so my invitation to you is this. We send out multiple teams each and every year. And if you saw something this morning that intrigues you, if you're thinking, how do I get in on this? How do I get in on these teams? Let me encourage you to watch your bulletin. Right now inside the front flap is an invitation for uh, a work team that's going down to Guatemala in February and they're going to have a meeting on how you can jump into that crew coming up in two weeks on September 16th. 
So these opportunities to serve come on a regular basis. Watch for those. But let me throw out another invitation at you. I was on the team that went down to Guatemala a couple of years ago. And one of the things that we wrestled with as we came back to the States was what's next? You go and you serve for seven days, but then what happens when you come back to your everyday life here in Mannheim? How do you make that serving experience? experience? How do you take that and incorporate that into your normal everyday life? There are needs all around us. There are opportunities all around you. Maybe God is calling you into one of those needs to serve in some capacity. Maybe you feel compelled to help with a specific kind of need. So let me give you this. On our website, we've got our website address here on the screens. If you go on our website and that opens up, the very first thing that you're going to see is, is a banner there, is a page that says serve. And if you click on that, that will actually download onto your computer a full five-page list. That list usually lives on the care part of our website, but we're going to leave this on, on our website. Again, go to our website, first thing you see click on that screen and it'll download this this five-page list full of different opportunities where you can serve. Want to work with immigrants and refugees? There's contact information on that list. Want to work with those that are incarcerated or former inmates? Again, there's information there on that list. Want to serve in the area of adoption or foster care or pregnancy crisis services? That information's there. Homelessness and feeding the hungry, that list has information for you. Anti-slavery and anti-sex trafficking groups, you'll find them on the list. Want to serve through community building and racial reconciliation, that's on the list too. The needs are there, the opportunities to serve are there, to be salt and light. Those opportunities to serve are there, even here in our church. We have multiple ways to serve. One of our our, our pressing current needs is that children's ministry is in need of a few willing hands to serve this year in our twos and our kindergarten class and in our third grade. And if you can help us with that, you can sign up right this morning with Haley out in the lobby this morning. Again, the needs are there, the opportunities are there to be salt and light. How is God calling you to serve this morning?